fam. Welcome to the Prescription for Change podcast. Are you a working professional, busy mom, and tirelessly trying to bring your A-game in your career? Do you prioritize your family and their needs before your own, leaving little to no time for self-care? Do you secretly fantasize about the days you are at your physical peak and confident with your body and in your skin? Are you tired and struggling with the never-ending journey to better nutrition, physical fitness, and mental health? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, board-certified physician, mom of two, and your health coach. This podcast will transform the way you think about food and your health so you can break away from perfection paralysis and finally start to live your life intentionally. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Prescription for Change, Healthy on Purpose. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, and I'm happy that you are joining me for another week. So I'm going to jump right in because we started last week with talking about my prescription for change formula. And the very first step in that is the C, which is making that change, making the decision to make a change and then committing. So actually deciding this is what I want to do. No excuses. I'm all in. I am ready to make that change, which is a huge step. And it's the first step because that is where you're making the commitment to your health, to making those changes, to understanding that it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be a quick turnaround or a quick fix. And these are going to be long lasting changes that are going to lead to the transformation that you desire. So that is the reason why it's something that the very first thing you're doing is making that decision because you then understand what this all entails. It's not going to be a one week or two week, I'm going to, you know, lose 20 pounds for this wedding or for an event, it is going to be a commitment to your health. And so The next step in that after you make that decision is, okay, what do I do next? What is the next thing? And that is healthy habits. So the healthy habits is the next step because you really start to think about, okay, what is is it that you are envisioning for your health? What does your healthy life entail? What does your healthy life look like? What does health look like for you? What does health mean for you? what um, are habits exactly? And how do you start to develop those things? You may have tried to do um, to form these habits before and nothing has ever worked. So what's going to be the difference now? Well, the main difference is that you are the one who is setting up the guide, you're starting to create this framework, or the roadmap for how you're going to proceed, and how you're going to go through your journey in order to get to the next destination, right? So again, I'm using that word journey because it means that there isn't this exact endpoint. You may think of your health, your being healthy as losing X amount of pounds. But I really um, encourage and I, you know, kind of nudge my clients to think a little bit deeper than that. Think a little bit deeper than the what is the immediate goal that you are seeking or what is the immediate thing? 
what is losing 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, what is that going to allow you to do? What is the weight loss going to allow you to do? Why do you want to lose the weight? And that could be for many reasons. It could be just, I want to look better. What, whatever your perception is, I want to feel better. I want to get back to what I was when I was in my 20s. I want to be able to run a half marathon. I want to be able to run around with my toddlers. I want to be able to keep up with my grandkids. I don't want to have knee pain. I want to be able to exercise in a way that feels good. I want to be able to walk and not feel exhausted or have my ankles hurt. So what is the weight loss going to allow you to do? And I use weight loss because many people, when they think about health and when they're thinking about health goals and what their healthy life looks like, it typically includes weight loss, but it could be many other things. And so for me personally, yes, I wanted to lose weight, but it was much more than that. I was honestly tired of feeling tired. I realized that I felt pretty crummy. I just didn't feel good. And me not feeling good meant that I was cranky at the end of the day. I didn't really want to do anything with my kids. I didn't want to go out with friends. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to do anything. I wanted to plop down in front of the TV at the end of the night with a pint of ice cream or a bag of chips and watch something that was mind numbing, something where I didn't have to think. And then that created the habit of eating snacks in front of the TV. And when you're distracted, and I know for me, when I'm distracted, I'm not eating because I'm hungry, I'm eating out of some emotion. Um, I'm tired, I'm cranky, I want something sweet. And I'm just gonna watch the TV or do something else where I don't have to think. And if I'm not thinking, I'm not paying attention to what I'm eating, how much I'm eating, when my body is saying that it's full. And so that became the habit. And so my appetite for having dessert or having snacks in front of the TV started to increase. And my appetite meaning I was not only craving it, but I felt like I needed to have it. I needed to have that every day. And that was the routine or that was the habit that I formed. This was during, like I would say shortly, I guess during residency and shortly after residency. Um, so in my first few years working as an attending, I had my first child and I was exhausted. So the emotion there was being tired, being bored, wanting comfort, and I found that in food and found that in screen time, watching TV. And that was the comfort I found at the end of the day before going to bed and starting everything all over. So that was a habit that I formed because it's one thing that I did that I stacked at the end of my day and then it just continued and continued and continued. So it just feeds into itself. So just as easily as you can form a bad habit or a habit that may not be something that is going to serve you well, you can form a good habit. And I think a lot of the times you may think of healthy and habits as things that you don't want to do because the healthy things are the things that you either don't want to eat, you don't want to do, you don't want to feel, and you just kind of want to get there. So 
one of my first podcast episodes, I talked about like, who are healthy people? Exactly. Are people born healthy? Are they just that way? Are they just very much interested in eating certain foods and doing all of the activities and working out? And, you know, they're just, just so right, everything is perfectly lined up in their health. But I think it's a matter of what we consider to be healthy. And what does health look like? for you specifically. So that's the beauty of being able to do this through my program is that, or under my coaching, it's not something that's laid out for you. It's not something that's cookie cutter. It's not that, you know, this has worked for a thousand people, but what about the millions of other people that it doesn't serve, right? It's not something that's already preformed that, you know, one or a couple of people figured out and said, this is going to work for a certain subset of people. It may not be your actual situation. It may not be what you're actually looking for. But because these are the things that are like fad or popular or whatever else, that's what's going around right now. It's like, all right, well, let me give this a try. And then there's disappointment when it doesn't work for you. But it doesn't work for you because you are not the creator of that roadmap for your health. You're not the one envisioning what your health looks like. It's someone else determining or saying, this is what healthy is going to look like for you. This is what the epitome of health is. Once you go through this four weeks, you're going to be at the epitome of health. And it doesn't work that way. Because those habits, or those those things that you were helping, hoping to form, those habits you were hoping to form are not going to happen. No one wants to have to order off of a certain menu when you go out to eat or having to watch every single thing that you're eating. If you go to an event or you're out with friends, you're eating dinner or you know, if you're cooking for yourself, you don't have to, you don't want to have to think about that 24 seven. And that's what you are kind of signing up for when you sign up for these cookie cutter kind of programs. So the beauty of this is you are saying, what does my health look like? What does it look like for me in this moment in time? What are the things that I want to achieve, and then coming up with a roadmap or framework for how you're going to get there. So yes, it's work. It takes some time. It takes a lot of change. It can be difficult, but it's very simple. It is you are the creator of what is going to happen next. You're forming that roadmap, that framework, the blueprint, so that you have that as a guide to follow. And it is specific to the person that you are, the individual you are, your age at this time, your current health state, your um, any time restraints, your um, everything, what your social circumstances are, your work circumstances, everything. And so health is also, we tend to think about health as just the medical portion of it, which is very important. So making sure you're following up with your primary physician and you you are paying attention to your your medical concerns if if there are any. But it's not just about the physical. It's also your emotional health, your mental health, um, your spiritual health, emotionally, how are you doing? your financial health, all of those things are connected. So health, if one part of your health is out of whack, or doesn't feel like it's in a good place, it can affect every portion of your health. 
So if you are emotionally feeling drained, emotionally you're tired or fatigued, then you're not going to have the energy to, let's say, work out, or maybe you don't have the energy to cook, you don't feel like you want to do that. And so then that affects the choices that you make for your meals. And when that affects the choices you make for your meals, you may end up going through a drive through at, you know, a fast food place, and not choosing the best options, right? So those are the things that are going to affect then what you're putting into your body, your nutrition, and then that allows you to gain weight. And when you're gaining weight, that is the opposite of what you're trying to do. You feel like you've let yourself down in a way and it can be, um, it can feel like a failure. You feel like a failure. And when that happens, it can affect your emotional health. And then you're kind of going in the cycle again and again and again. So trying to get off of that hamster wheel and just saying, okay, here are the things I'm going to do and taking very small intentional steps. That is always what I talk about. I make sure that my clients are taking small intentional steps. I don't believe in major overhaul. So when I was coming home at night, having late nights, plopping in front of the TV and eating all the junk food I didn't get up one day and decide, okay, I'm just going to stop doing that altogether. I'm not watching TV. I'm not eating any junk food. It's just not happening ever again. It would be great if that could happen in that time, but I needed to take the steps. I needed to make that decision to change. I needed to commit to making changes in my health. And then I needed to think about what it is that I wanted to change. What was it that I did not like about that routine and what wasn't serving me well? And by the way, in the morning when I would wake up the next day to kind of do this all over again, I felt like crap. It did not feel good because the overload of sugar caused not only inflammation in my gut and in my joints, it caused me to be in a brain fog and it's very difficult to be able to go in and function at work and have to perform optimally when your body does not feel great. And so that contributed to the crankiness and everything else. But I realized that I wanted something to change. I realized it and I decided I'm going to commit to making this change. And it's going to be very difficult, but it's a very simple thing is to decide, yes, this is what I'm going to do. Yes, I'm ready to make that transformation. And so I then thought about what I wanted my healthy life to look like in that point in time. So in my early 30s or maybe just 30, having a newborn into the toddler years, starting as a full-time attending and working long days and being busy during the day and knowing kind of what that entailed. What was my schedule at that time? What were the demands at home? What were the things that I wanted for myself and what needed to change? And it was something as simple as, okay, maybe after a long night at work, I'm going to sit down in front of the TV and I will have two cookies instead of having the whole row of chocolate chip cookies. Or maybe I will have a scoop of ice cream instead of having the whole pint of ice cream. Or maybe I'll have a snack size of chips instead of eating out of a family size of chips and not paying attention to how much I was actually eating. So that's a small intentional step. I wanted to be able to decrease the amount of just sugar that I was putting into my body at the end of the night because I knew it did not make me feel good the next day. 
I also knew that it was contributing to me packing on the pounds or especially not being able to lose any weight. And overall, it did not feel good. So while weight loss was the byproduct of taking that small step, it wasn't the end all be all because I could lose weight and then still not feel good, still feel tired, still, you know, want to sit in front of the TV or whatever else. So that was a small step. I'm just going to decrease the amount that I'm taking in. For you, it may be soda or it may be um, cookies or cakes or ice cream or chocolate or whatever it is, or maybe it's a savory things. You like the salty snacks, or maybe it's just the amount that you're taking in, right? So I decided I was going to cut down on the amount as the very first thing. And then that became a habit. And then it was, okay, now I only need one cookie or now I don't need to have a cookie. I'm just going to watch some mind-numbing TV that I don't need to think about or something that was, you know, comedy or something that was funny. Um, And then it became, I didn't need to watch TV at the end and I was going to, you know, listen to a podcast or listen to an audio book at the end of the night or just listen to some music. So the habits stack and then they gradually start to change. And a habit you know, there've been many different studies on how long does it actually take to form a habit. And I talk a lot about like when I'm talking to families in the office or my patients, you know, when you're introducing foods to an infant, they don't know any better. They've never had this food. So when you try something for the first time or maybe two times and parents are like, oh, they don't like it. I don't like spinach. They don't like spinach either. I didn't, you know, I didn't expect that they would eat it, but they don't know any better. So it's that you haven't given them enough exposure to it or tried it enough times for them to even know if that's what they want to eat. Maybe it was just that day that they didn't want it, or maybe they weren't really hungry. It could be any number of things. But in any event, in order to form a habit, in order for a child to be able to take something new and to um, actually eat it, you need to try it at least 20 times or more. So forming a habit you know, it could be anywhere from like 25 times to as much as like 60, 70 times. That could be like two months before you form a habit. 60, 70 days, right? So if you're thinking about each time that you're trying to do something as a day, and so that's why you ch- you take something small, you change something small, you make an intentional step. I'm going to decrease my portions. I'm going to decrease the number of cookies that I'm eating. I'm going to go for a walk for five minutes out of the day. And you're not like, okay, I'm going to go work out at the gym for three hours. That's just not going to happen because you're going to go the first day, probably not even stay the three hours. And then you're like, that's it. That was exhausting. I'm not doing that again. Or it was just too much. And then your brain tells you you can't do it. So something that is very simple and something that is achievable and something that is sustainable. And if it's achievable, it then tells you that you are able to do it. I can do this. I did it for one day. If I did it yesterday, I did it again today. I can do it for another two days and another two days and another until it stacks and stacks and stacks. And then you, your brain realizes and you start to realize, okay, that wasn't so bad. I can do this. And then you're stacking your habits and over time or you're stacking these, you know, little things, these little changes that you're making and over time it becomes a habit. And then you move on to the next habit and the next habit and the next habit or the next thing that you want to achieve. And then it just becomes part of your daily life or your routine. And so that's 
how I went about it. So forming healthy habits. The main thing is that you are in control of what that habit is. You are in control of what health looks like for you and how that's all going to formulate. You know, how you're going to get there. What is a blueprint? What are the steps that you're going to take next? You're in control of that. And you know, after this, then the next time I'm going to do this. And each time that you're achieving these small goals, it feels so good to be able to say, I did this. I did this. And then it gives you encouragement to be able to make that next small intentional step and the next and the next and the next. And you're compounding the changes you're making in your health. You're making that 1% shift that I like to talk about and how after a while you realize that you've made so many changes that it just becomes part of your day to day. It's part of your routine and it doesn't seem so hard anymore because it's just the habit that you have taken the time to build, that you've created, that you thought of, that you envisioned, and that you built for yourself. And that is the most important thing. You're taking control over what your health looks like for you in this point in time. All right, y'all, that's what I have for you today. Join me next week to hear more. Cheers to your health.